everyone. Uh, welcome again to the podcast. I'm here with Inez. Uh, we're here on uh, August 24th, 2023. Uh, last night was the uh, first Republican primary debate. It was also the uh, night of uh, an interview on uh, Tucker X uh, with Donald Trump. Um, and yeah, we both watched the debate. So Inez, uh, what's your takeaway? Um, just, I, I didn't think it was that magnetic a debate. It, I thought I I don't know. It seemed a little bit like uh, my, my husband used the phrase, the hopeless eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's never good. I don't think um, I, in terms of winners and losers, I thought that uh, Vivek obviously um, managed to get everyone to hit him and became the, the sort of focal point of the debate um, in ways that are going to help him and hurt him because I was looking at both the, he, he's changed his favorability ratings have plummeted about 19 points but I think that's kind of inevitable, right? Like when people haven't really heard much from you, um, they have this vague positive feeling towards you. Um, and once they get to know you a little bit better, they're going to have more substantive feelings about you. Uh, but I think overall he helped himself in this debate. I, I think Ron DeSantis did well, but he needed to do better. Mm. Um, in, you know, he's obviously he's, he's his position, even as the second, um, candidate is now in jeopardy. And I thought that he needed to do better than this to actually break out. But I guess I expected it to be a lot of hits on Ron DeSantis and it wasn't. So to the extent that that didn't happen, that he didn't get like pummeled from all sides. Um, that's a good thing, I guess for him. Yeah. So you sent me this view. We could go into like the, uh, you know, the big, uh, ideas here, but you sent me this 538 thing. It's interesting. You say Vivek lost, uh, uh, popular. Yeah. So he was like 50% favorable and 12 unfavorable for Then he went 60 favorable. So he gained 10, but then 31 uh, or 31.8 unfavorable. So he lost 20. This is a poll of Republican voters. Um, so he got 10 more favorable points, 20 unfavorable points. Now what's funny is I look at Doug Burgum, um, and I know this is a random place to start, but he was at, it looks like sort of like he was at 11 positive and nine negative, 9.6 negative. And then he's like 39.5 positive and then 35.6 negative. So I'm just thinking, sitting here thinking, what did Doug Burgum do to get his negatives? Uh, that Hutchinson too, it's the same, it's the same thing. Uh, and you know, they're different. So Hutchinson, uh, went up negative from 22 to 47. Um, they're asking, um, well, they're asking about Suarez, who wasn't even there. I don't know why. Tim Scott's uh, favorable went up seven. His unfavorable one. I think, like, you know what this just tells me? So Chris Christie's an interesting one because Chris Christie's unfavorables, they were already high, but they didn't increase. So he was uh, 23 favorable, 60, uh, 61 unfavorable, but now he's 35 favorable and 59.9 unfavorable. Uh, so he gained, you know, plus 12. He didn't gain any uh, unfavorability at all, which is, I think is interesting. Um but yeah, it seems like the Republican voters just, you're right. They, so 31.8, uh, unfavorable for Vivek. Uh, and they, and just the guys who are like standing there and didn't do much, they just ended up not liking them just because Doug Burgum just sort of stood there and was just generic and boring. Uh, they didn't like him. What do you think? What do you think? What's the, Hutchinson makes sense because, you know, he sort of probably offended them by criticizing Trump. Uh, but what did, what did, what did poor Doug Burgum do? Because I had a, I had a higher favorability of Doug Burgum after the debate. I mean, <laughs> I didn't have any opinion of him before this debate, and I thought he was solidly middle of the pack. Like, yeah. if, if I I had no strong feelings about him before, I had no strong feelings about him afterwards. There were a couple answers of his I didn't like. There were also some good things he said about China, I thought, and manufacturing. Um, I, I thought he brought out those issues well in a way that some of the other 
candidates didn't. So I, I thought he was solidly middle of the pack. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, but the problem with that is, of course, like, why would somebody in the middle of the pack, why would we make you president, right? I just, um, in terms of broader themes, I thought the most interesting moment of the debate was the Mike Pence versus Vivek exchange, where um, Mike Pence, I think, even literally refers to morning in America, right? Um, and Vivek says, like, it's not morning in America. Like, these are dark times, and and people do not feel upbeat about the future of this country, and we have to change. And I think Ron DeSantis hit a lot of those same themes. He said, like, reverse American decline um, a bunch of times. And I think that is is a generational divide. Um, I, I think the especially the Gen X voters who are swinging strongly to the right, more strongly than boomers did at their age, I think they respond very well to somebody who is, as they see it, telling the truth about the trouble that this country is in. Um, And I think boomer voters still, I think I said it on here before, I I think they still have this like one weird trick mentality um, where if they can just get the right guy in there, and in many cases they think the right guy is Trump, but they can get the right guy in there and they can lock up the like the bad people um, and they can return to the 1980s in America. And I think our problems are much more institutional, much more cultural. And I think that is a view shared by a lot of younger voters yeah. um, that don't see a return anytime soon to American glory of 1990. Yeah. So, yeah, we could we could talk about all that. I guess I should give you my sort of like macro take on the debate. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing where they all decided to attack Vivek. Pence went at Vivek. Uh, Christie went at Vivek. Uh, not DeSantis, though. You, we, there was that leaked uh, super PAC stuff that was supposedly a way of, to communicate with uh, DeSantis without violating the law, and it was all about DeSantis should attack Vivek. DeSantis didn't do that, uh, or didn't do it very much, um, which I thought was very interesting. Um, yeah, the yeah, I think this, like you know, I think it was a. I think it was overall probably like it didn't. It didn't matter. Like I don't think there's going to be a much uh, bigger shift because um, I think you know Trump is just the runaway favorite and nothing happens sort of to change that. Um, I think that the DeSantis, the theory of the case for DeSantis is what he's trying to do is he's just trying. He's hoping something happens to Trump. Um, you know, like there's no like it's hard to see the voter turning against Trump. It's hard to see what would happen. Um, now in 2023, summer 2023, and uh, I mean, they've been with the guy for seven, eight years. His popularity only becomes stronger. DeSantis is not going to change his personality. Nothing's, you know, nothing that he could, Trump could go to jail. He's going to have trials. I think it's going to make him more sympathetic uh, to the Republican voter. So I don't even, you know, I don't even see. So I think, but I think the DeSantis case is like something has to happen, right? He drops dead. He has a heart attack. Uh, Maybe he goes to jail and like he cuts a deal with the set to say, you know, you need to pardon me. I don't know. Something, something it just because it's so unpredictable, like what's going to happen with the trials, something has to happen to Trump. Right. And so DeSantis just needs to be the guy standing there. Right. And what he needs to do and basically is, uh, you know, so the rise of Vivek is pretty bad. It's pretty bad news because Vivek and DeSantis are sort of going for the same MAGA light or MAGA voter. Right. Pence is Pence and Tim Scott and all these people are not really going for that voter. And then Vivek is actually third and some like even a few polls have him uh, second, even a few polls have him ahead of DeSantis. The betting markets basically uh, have him ahead of DeSantis. And so like, 
in the days before the debate, I remember, uh, like there was a story in National Review said that, uh, Vivek, uh, edited his Wikipedia, you know, paid someone to edit his Wikipedia page. I didn't, I didn't read the article. It was paywalled. Uh, and then like every DeSantis influencer sort of, uh, you know, pro DeSantis influencers, you know, decided like the two, three days before the debate that now suddenly like Vivek was this terrible guy and they had to bring up like all these reasons, uh, why he was bad. Um, and so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. It seemed like entirety of DeSantis world was doing something that made sense, was, was trying to destroy Vivek. And then, like, in the in the debate, like, DeSantis doesn't really attack Vivek. Um, and so, you know, I'm just wondering, like, what do you think, like, what do you think has been going on here? Well, I don't know that it was even that strategic. Uh, what I saw happen is that Vivek was outright rude to everyone yeah, he um, and and then a lot of the establishment republicans <laughs> responded to that and got really yeah. pissed off by the dismissiveness um yeah. and the, the suggestion that they're all like bought and paid for and um and look i think that probably worked for vivek he made himself the center of the debate by yeah. doing that um, but i think that's why it became the pylon on Vivek Day, um, it's funny because Ron DeSantis, I think, participated one of the least in that. Yeah, um, he didn't question. need to because every every other sentence, yeah. Vivek was insulting half the people on the stage, and so they would all get pissed off yeah. and, and attack him. I mean, look, if there's one thing to learn about the whole Trump loyalty thing, it's uh, that personality does matter. And I, I think Vivek has a more polarizing perhaps like Trump. I don't know if it's going to work or not. Um, I think the same thing that makes him seem energetic also makes people absolutely hate him. Um, I'm not surprised that like he's both more well-known and people just really don't like how he, you know, how he conducts himself. I think he has that like very slick veneer. It's very dismissive. It's very condescending. Um, and some people are going to like that because the people he's condescending to are, um, people who don't have any credibility themselves. And that's actually the other theme that I, uh, that I took away from this debate was some of the slaps back against Vivek were like, well, you don't know anything about foreign policy or you don't know. And, and there might even be some merit to that. Mm. But if you are somebody who has essentially been in and out of power and in charge for the last 30 years, um, I think the credibility that you have to tell somebody who's an outsider that, you know, they don't have a right to sort of weigh in on these questions because they don't know enough or they're, they're a rookie, I think is the the word that uh, Pence used, right? Or was that Haley? I'm not sure. Um, anyway, I don't think those attacks land well. I think it it would be something, you know, if we had a, a serious and self-reflective political establishment, I think it would be the cause for some serious soul-searching that being associated with power in any way in the last 30 years, with the exception of the Trump administration, is an active negative in the Republican primary. Like, <laughs> I don't think citing your experience um, in power in the last 30 years, unless you're Trump, really yeah. helps you. And, and I think Ron DeSantis is kind of an exception to this as well, because he's seen as, um, at least when he's citing his record, actually, I think to the extent that he did well in this debate, um, it's, it's that he went back to the, the basic message that is, I think, his only shot, which is, yeah, people a lot of people say good things, but let me point to where I did it. Let me point to where I did it. And that's pretty much what he did. I think he had a good moment when they were talking about crime and the Soros prosecutors and stuff. And he's like, yeah, we had that problem in Florida. 
I remove these people from office. That's what I did. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's probably the best appeal he has, just like the best appeal Trump has is they're coming after me because they want to get to you. And the they in question seems to keep coming after Trump and then coming after everyone around him and then coming after, you know, um, people with much less power to do anything about it. Uh, I thought the only good line that Senator Scott had uh, was pointing out that, yeah, the DOJ is not just going after Trump. They went after parents um, who went to school board meetings. So uh, anyway, I I don't think this changes very much. Um, I think Vivek will get a bump and then he'll get a more considered look and whether people like what they see when they take him more seriously um, as a candidate will like totally remains to be seen to me, but he'll, he'll get that shot. Like he's no longer outside. You have reached the end of the free um, recording for this episode of clown cop to listen to the rest of the episode. Please consider becoming a paid subscriber.